listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Good days. Hey, everyone. I have a special announcement for you all. We are going to do something different here with the Good Days podcast. We were so fortunate to have Davey Blackburn on campus for what we call here at Indiana Wesleyan University Summit. Summit is this special time that's set aside at the beginning of every semester to focus on where Christ is leading us as a campus, as a community, and as individuals. And so what we did is we did a series of podcasts with Davy Blackburn that we're going to begin and roll them out right now, actually every day, not the weekends, but every day we're going to roll out this special series with Davy Blackburn. And it is good. It, it's, uh, it was challenging even as uh, Eddie and I were asking Davy questions not to be moved, not, not to be challenged spiritually. And so if you're an IW student, this is going to be a, a recap, a review, and actually even a deeper dive in what happened in our chapels. If you're listening to the podcast, you're a part of it out there in the local church world, you're going to love this content because he takes it to a deep level on what's happening to us in scope, in terms of forgiving one another, how to work through pain and suffering, and it is deep. So enjoy this new series, and then when the series is over, we'll get back to uh, what Eddie and I do on a regular basis. We love hanging out with you all. Enjoy. Welcome to the Good Days Podcast with Eddie and Charlie. And once again, Charlie's back with us. How you doing, buddy? What's up? It's good seeing you, Brody, bro. Good days. Dude, you look good with your glasses. I wanted to wear some glasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got just, glasses on. Hey, we started our class night not last night. Camp and retreat class. Boom and boom. That's right, because mm. uh, best class on campus. Mm. Mm. So, students, if you haven't signed up, if you need another class, sign up for camp and retreat. Three credits. That's right. And we, <laughs> we, taught, for, we taught for an hour and, and kind of did an introduction into camp and retreat. And then we took the students over to Summit. No, 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 no. Time out, bro. Okay. Oh boy, you pontificated. <laughs> the the, the, the wisdom, it, it oozed from you as, as, as you spoke, oh, as, as, as our hearts were poured out, as, as, <laughs> as, as we drew them close, understanding that the, the desire to know God. You know, one of the things we did take talk about in camp and retreat class was how God moves through camps, mm -hmm. retreats, yep. events. Yep. And we talked about Summit being yeah. a retreat. Similar to that. Similar yes. to an, uh -huh. a, a, an It's an event. Yeah. Where it's a retreat. We're, we're, we're putting God first. We're making a priority to right. lean into our spiritual lives, right. especially at the beginning of the semester. Yeah. And so we said, hey, we're going to do this as like we should. As an example, we are going to cancel the rest of class. Right. 
and go to Summit wow. to be a part of this retreat. That's good. This spiritual trip, this spiritual retreat. That's good. And then, and then you talked about forgiveness, which was mm. super powerful. And you you started with this illustration with the Gatorade bottle, right? Okay, right. And and of course it was funny. It was great. And I I actually been there myself, <laughs> right? And then and then you said this. You said bitterness and unforgiveness is the seal mm. that is hindering our spiritual lives. Yeah. Like it's stopping us That's from right. growing. From experiencing the refreshment that God has yes. for us, right? Yeah. And because God wants to move past, He wants yeah. us to move past this. Right. Right. And and we aren't moving past yes. it. In fact, sometimes we want to stay there, but God says, No, no, no. Yep. Let, let, let's go. Yep. You've got bitterness, you got unforgiveness. You yeah. need to forgive this person that's hurt you. Right. Whatever the case might be because there's a lot of growth that right. I want you to experience. Well, isn't it interesting that Jesus even said, if you know that someone has something against you, yeah, leave yeah. your gift at the altar, like leave it and go and reconcile. And make it right. Make it right. Mm-hmm. Because th- the way that we are with our relationships horizontally is uh, probably one of the best indicators or um, uh, you know, measures of how our relationship is vertically with right. God. Right. There's this there is this correlation that, really that Jesus wants us to right. make it right reconciled. He's, right. he's given us the ministry the of ministry reconciliation. reconciliation. Yep. And that so first ministry of reconciliation is this vertical relationship right. between us and Jesus, but then the horizontal relationships right. with our family, yep. our spouse, our right. friends, our teammates, right. you know, all of our relationships. So good. He wants us to Move into those first yeah. and make them right. I was talking initiative. I was talking to a neuroscientist on our podcast, Nothing Is Wasted podcast, and they kept calling it repair. Ooh. That there is like a a psychological thing that happens when there is repair that takes place, and what it actually does is it heals our brain. Wow! So talk about discovering how God created us to work, like even our physiology. Mm-hmm neuroscience that we're just now beginning to uncover how the brain works and what lights up on our brains mapping and stuff, Mm. the areas that kind of get fired, the synapses and stuff that repair, relational repair actually helps to heal our brain. Yeah. It's really good because I know in my own life, when I feel like there's a relation, a relational rift, yeah, like with a coworker or with my wife, Esther, I have a hard time sleeping at night. Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- I'm playing through conversations, and at first, those conversations might be, yeah, you know, I want right. to tell them, like, right. <laughs> and then it moves into, um, you know, more of a compassion, mm-hmm. or I need to make this right, mm-hmm. or I need to ask for forgiveness, or you know, I need to make sure that we are good, right? We're okay, right? And, and I think that's the the prick of the Holy Spirit yeah. on upon our conscience yep. to go you, to move us into uh, action. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I got a question for you about yeah. last night. So we were talking about this earlier before the podcast, but uh, John and Lisa Bevere, their yeah. book, The Bait of Satan. Yeah. So, so that's good. a highly recommended book if you're listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. Yeah. But can you dig into this, this, you know, the the theme or the yeah. thesis right. that right. that unforgiveness will rot you? In fact, you talked about that right. in the message last night. Right. Bitterness rots the hand that holds it. Yes. That was so good. Wow. Right. That... And, and, and really what John and Lisa are talking about mm. in that book is um, having an unoffendable heart. Yeah. That like you just carry yourself with so much grace that, you know, it, our culture, especially today, is, is so ready to be outraged mm. by everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is offensive. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, hold on a second, right? 
And we we have the opportunity to choose whether or not we're going to be offended. Mm-hmm. Exactly. hundred uh, percent. I was on a podcast um, conversation with a very, very prominent podcast. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you who it was. Um, we get off in, in the interview. Uh, she's just kind of going along and she, and she says something like, man, I would murder for that or something like that. And then I think she realized what she said. Mm-hmm. We got off the recording and she's like, I am so sorry. Like, I am so sorry that I just said that that flippantly. And I told her, I said, listen, I had to choose a long time ago that I was not going to be offended mm-hmm. by that. Does it, does it kind of, is there a twinge of like, do I see it differently now? Absolutely. That triggers me. But again, mm-hmm. a trigger is an invitation into deeper healing. It's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Now, do I wish that sometimes we're, people were a little bit more sensitive to, you know, I mean, we had friends that invited us to a murder mystery one time and I, mm-hmm. we were like, Really? Like, you know, don't you know our story? Yeah. Like, you know, read the room a little bit kind of thing. And we just politely like, no, no, I don't think that probably, I don't think that'd be good for us, um, especially in this season. And so. But, but then I, not be offended but that not they offended. asked you because yeah. they weren't thinking. No, they weren't. They, it's just kind of like they're going about. And, and mine's a little bit more of an extreme example. I get it. But, but you have the choice on whether or not you're going to be offended. Yeah. Now you led this last night so well. Can you lead us? on this podcast, how, how you walk somebody going from, I have that bitterness I'm holding on to and then how to release it. Yeah. Well, you know, a couple of things that we, we, we talked about some just key notes in this is, um, you know, we have to understand that forgiveness isn't a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you're going to feel like doing ever. In fact, the more you just wait around for that feeling, the more you're just going to get sucked down into the vortex of bitterness. You actually have to make the decision. You have to decide, you know what? I'm going to choose to walk in forgiveness because of the forgiveness that I've received, that I've experienced, right? And when we've experienced radical forgiveness, we become a conduit for that. That's what the ministry of reconciliation is all about because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Now we extend that to other people as well. And we are able to bring people into reconciliation with the Father, hopefully, Mm -hmm. right? As the demonstration of this. And so it's a decision. And as you begin to make those daily decisions, your feelings begin to follow. But if you let your emotions drive the train of your life, right, it's going to be a train wreck. And so you have to put something else on the, on the front end of your train. That has to be truth, God's word. Okay, you know what? This, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live out of this truth that I know to be true. I know that I'm called to extend and be a conduit for, for forgiveness. Um, and, and really what you're doing in that because it may not lead to reconciliation. Reconciliation right. is our part. Forgiveness yes. is your part. Yes. Reconciliation involves and it requires repentance. It requires uh, an ask of forgiveness, a rec- you know, a a true godly sorrow for from the perpetrator, an expression of that remorse. Um, and so, so our part though, the, your singular part is that you are releasing bitterness. So I'm not holding this over you anymore. I'm not holding on to this. You don't have a debt against me anymore. Yeah. Whether or not you've asked me for forgiveness, I, I, and what I'm doing is I'm— Because they have the power. If you're not releasing exactly, bitterness, exactly. it's, it's, you're holding on to it. So. Exactly. And, and so what you're doing is you're actually trusting God with true justice yeah. is yes. what you're doing. So you're not absolving that other the perpetrator of their, the consequences of what they've done, right? Like It's not like when I stood in front of these men and they're sentencing, each one of them, and read over, hey, I, I, I shared the gospel with them, in their sentencing, 
And, and I said, I have chosen not to hold this against you. I have chosen to forgive you. And let me tell you why. Share the gospel with them. I have no idea how some of them responded differently than others. We can talk about it if you want to. But the that right there was my part mm-hmm. of doing that. And it's me trusting God that he is the ultimate avenger, mm-hmm. that I'm going to mess it up if I try to put my hands over it and control it. You know, one of the things, Davey, is um, several years ago, um, and this is one of the most challenging things that we've experienced as a, as a married couple. Esther and I were deeply hurt and wounded by a couple, mm. and, we're, and we're talking deeply. Yeah. And we just felt led that we we're going to walk together every day. Esther and I are going to walk together every day and pray for that yeah. couple. Yeah. Wow. And we just prayed for them, prayed for them, prayed for them every day for three months until we felt like the the Jesus just washing over us. Wow. And that we've released it, right. and we have forgiven them. Right. And then I reached out to this this person and this couple probably four or five times, mm. and met with complete rejection. We're talking mm. about hanging the phone up on you wow. and those kinds mm, of things, wow. just complete rejection. And uh, and I had to release that too because yeah. I wanted there to be reconciliation. Right. right. Like you said forgiveness is our part. It takes two people to have reconciliation. Exactly. And so we were able to forgive them. And so. Satan no longer had a hold on us. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the power that Satan wants to have over right. you was gone. Right. And the the amazing thing, that couple just wasn't ready either. Yeah, exactly. And it was 15 years later mm. before there was reconciliation. Wow. And 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 it wasn't as if they called us up and said, Hey man, I'm really sorry. Like we 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 really did you wrong. Wow. It wasn't that, but at least the relationship was civil enough that there was conversation yep, again. Yeah, yeah. And there was a semblance of moving back into a friendship yeah, and reconciliation yeah. to the point they said, Hey, man, next time you're in town, let's have dinner together. Yeah. I mean, that's that's God at that work totally behind the work. scenes. Yeah. But Satan's the Satan's power over us was gone. Yeah. Yeah. In that three months of walking and praying for them. Right. Right. And, and God can be trusted with that, but often it takes a a lot longer journey than what we initially anticipate. Mm -hmm. Right. And God is good in disciplining his kids. So if you're talking about in your situation, you've got this relational tension between other people who are believers. Mm -hmm. God's much better Mm -hmm. at revealing that to Mm -hmm. them, convicting them. Sometimes God does a full circle thing. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this where like, I've had people call me up and go, Okay, so someone just did to me what I realize now I did to you. Yes. And I'm so, yeah. so sorry. Right? And you're like, oh, thank you, Lord. You, know, right. like, you right. feel so almost vindicated in that, right? And, it's, and, and, and there's probably a lot of flesh in that too. But, but God, God does that. Mm-hmm. And he is all about restorative justice. His justice system is to restore people back to him. Our justice system tends to be retributive. Eye for an eye, mm-hmm. right? Tooth for a tooth. Tooth for a tooth. And we're trying, we're like, man, you get, but, but the thing is we want restorative justice for ourselves, but we want retributive when someone does something against <laughs> us, right? Right. And so we have to trust that God knows exactly what that person needs mm-hmm. to discipline his kids, to bring them into restoration. And that ultimately, if we really, if we really strip everything back, that's what we want. If, if we're Jesus people, if we have the heart of Jesus, that's what we want, mm-hmm. is we want full restoration, right? Yes. So I was digging deep a little bit on this, going back in my notes on that book. And I, I so I went and Googled it really yeah, quick to yeah. make sure I wasn't losing my mind. And they really <laughs> talk about how, and you did this last night, where it becomes our responsibility mm. to go to them, mm. to actually take the step. And 
they kind of they didn't say it directly in the book, but I'm, you know how it gets muddled up in your head, yeah. right? Right. And when we know that if you have a relationship with Jesus, that's transactional. Yeah. Then it then it's it's justice only, and yeah, yeah. And now we're in a fight. But if it's restorative, right, and transformational, you, you're yes, you will go to them. So talk about oh, like you know, heart change, like going like when you've been hurt, yeah. But it, for the sake of the relationship, Dr. Robert Mulholland mm-hmm. would say that your salvation is not only for you, but it's for the sake of another. Right. right. As you walk so uh, students through there, listen to this podcast or others, yeah. um, that process of actually, like, what are the steps to actually go to somebody that you don't want to go to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not. Is, was it easy to go to, to them? No, no, yeah. no. I, I mean, mean it's brutal. Just, it wasn't easy to yeah, go to them. Absolutely. And and a lot of it varies on the level of offense and the level mm-hmm. of, you know, relationship that you have with them. So there's definitely a lot of variables in what mm-hmm. you're talking about. It's, it's kind of more of a spectrum in what you're saying. But I would say that, you know, going to someone, first of all, it is okay to acknowledge the offense. In fact, I would say this, true forgiveness does not skirt over the gravity of the offense. True forgiveness acknowledges the gravity of the offense, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I agree. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing right. as he's absorbing the wrath of God for the sins of all of humanity on him, right? And so it wasn't like, he's like, ah, forget it. It's no big deal. No, no, it's a huge deal. Like God gave his son because of how big this offense was. But, but... That also means that because of that, like we can go and we can say, hey, here's the offense. Like, especially if it's a relationship, like a friendship, hey, here's where you hurt me. But we can assume some things too. We can assume that that wasn't their intentions. Yes. Right? In other words, assume the best. Assume in the them. best in them, right? And, and it, it may have been in their intentions. I, you know, I don't know. But again, it's the level of relationship. What tends to happen is we tend to begin to create stories in our head when someone disappoints yes. us or hurts us. We tend to create these narrations. And, and, and then that leads to ultimately a severing of relationship because we never actually confront those narrations. Mm-hmm. And so when it's a true like friendship or relationship, there's a disappointment, maybe it's a spouse or something. What you can do is you go, well, a really easy language is like, hey, listen, when you said this, um, it really made me feel this way right? That's not accusatory. It's not like you did this. It's like, when you said this, this may not have been your intention whatsoever, but it made me feel this way. And I'm starting to make up a story in my head. Mm-hmm. And here's the story I'm starting to make up in my head. And I just want to confess this, right? I just want, and can you please help me understand? Is this your intention? <laughs> yeah. Because it is the difference. You're like, you're, it's one thing because, because we do this, we're, we're sinful right. people, right? Right. There are times when out of our flesh, we respond in a certain way and right. we, we intend to hurt somebody. Right. And then we regret it later. That's right. But sometimes it's just thoughtlessness. It's yeah, carelessness. Yeah. It's it's a flippant word. Absolutely. And it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I said that. Right. Or I invited you to this murder mystery. You know, that, that was just right. a carelessness. It was a thoughtlessness. Absolutely. The intent was not malicious. That's right. That's right. And so you have that kind of the spectrum, right? But then, you know, when we're talking about these three men that killed my wife, right? Mm-hmm. That's a different yeah. type of interaction right there. You know, mm-hmm. um, even if it wasn't like, you know, uh, um, premeditated necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was like in this moment of trying to rob our house, right? 
there's still evil intentions going on there for for sure, right? And so in that in those moments, I'm I'm approaching that differently. I'm going, hey, listen, I'm choosing not to hold this over you. I'm sharing the gospel with you. I want to tell you why I'm choosing, but yeah. you need to know the level of offense that this was. Mm-hmm. You need to understand what you stole from us. The gravity of it. The gravity of of this. And so in my statements, it was always each one of those three were formatted the same way. Let me tell you about Amanda. Mm-hmm. I want you to hear about her as a person. And I want, to he- I want you to hear about what you took from this world and what you took from us. And this is an irreparable thing that you have done. Mm. And yet, I have done irreparable to Jesus as well. And yet, Jesus went to the cross for me and for you, and he made available the forgiveness of sins. Mm. So because of that, I choose not to hold this over yes. you. yes. And you're going to have to deal with him the way that you deal with him. And you're going to have to deal with the justices in the way that that happens right there. But I want you to know, I have released you from this. I don't, I choose not to hold because I don't want this to destroy me. You know, you're kind of taking notes last night, but uh, um, do you think the reason why people like us, me, Eddie, people on the podcast or students can't like really walk this, this road is because they don't think that Jesus can actually forgive them? Do you mean that they don't feel like, so like, if you've been perpetrated against, you don't feel like that Jesus could actually forgive the perpetrator or Jesus, you don't feel like Jesus can forgive you. Yeah. So I can't forgive somebody else because actually, yeah, I don't, I don't, does Jesus, would, did he, would he actually forgive me? Yeah. Yeah. Have I ever been, do I, have I ever received his forgiveness? Have I really truly experienced, like we talked about last night, his radical forgiveness? And do I understand the gravity and, and what it cost him? Yeah. Right? understand that so now i can be a conduit for that yeah i do think i think that's the case sometimes i think people have trouble forgiving themselves yes and what i mean by that is they have trouble stepping into the forgiveness of god i'm i was messed up as a kid i remember i remember at camp thinking i don't want to go to the altar because i'd I'd done that before and and i'll do it again and and i I don't want to i don't want to in fact i felt like this i i really believe in jesus and I just don't want to be that. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to, to mess with his love and forgiveness. And yeah. I don't want to disappoint him again. Right. Boom. I don't want this to be like a cheap grace kind of yeah. thing here. So I'd, I'd rather, literally in my head, I'd rather live my life and then suffer in hell than mm. constantly wow, be a jerk and, and, wow. and disappoint God. Mm. Wow. I felt that as a kid. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's on the motive level too, though, that you're, Mm -hmm. what you're dealing with, but God knows our hearts Mm -hmm. and he wants us to come to him. And he's like, yes, you're going to fail again. And I'm going to forgive you again and come to me, my child. Absolutely. Which is just crazy grace. No, it's unbelievable grace. And that's the thing is like, there are certain times, there are certain things that like offenses that are done to us that really we can just hold grace and space for. And we yeah. don't, we don't necessarily, there are certain levels of things. We don't necessarily need to go and talk to them about what they did wrong and how they offended us. Mm-hmm. We literally, there are some things, especially with like a marriage relationship, I think you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to give I'm grace that. that. Slide. Like yeah, just, I don't grace. need to go and call out covered. every single thing that right. you did wrong. Oh, right? like, call me out all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That just, that's like level for, you know, that's a, like recipe for just a terrible relationship, right? but a, yeah. a, a relationship that just is full of grace. Yeah. And thinking right. the best of each other. Thinking, like and assuming about, you know what? I'm assuming, assuming the, the best. Intentions weren't so, so students on campus that are listening to this, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're going to have a lot of, I mean, come on, doormates, roommates, tensions, all yeah, that kind of stuff, okay. right? Like you Ooh. learn your own selfishness when you get put in a room with someone else, right? You get two centers colliding and that's just kind of setting you up to start understanding marriage sure. and start, you know. But, when students ask for it and they tell me, oh, I've got, I've got a room by myself. It's awesome. I'm like, <laughs> no, I want you to be yeah. in a room with another person yeah, and right. feel that tension and work through that's right. that, the struggles because that's that, exactly that right. makes us more like Jesus. Yeah, too. It, it teaches you conflict management, and con yeah. you know? And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think that there are students who are listening to this on campus who they've experienced any level of across the board, across the spectrum, offenses, perpetrations, woundings, hurts. You, you talked last night, sorry, David. That's oh, okay, it's okay. Uh, you talked last night, you feel led that part of the reconciliation process or that get, get, God's leading you that you'll probably go yeah. visit these yeah. three men in prison. Yeah. Okay. Um, those are, that's radical, yeah. tough steps. Yeah. How did you get to that point? Well, uh, I really, I'm just asking the Lord to, to show me what I'm supposed to do in terms of that. Like, let me feel called or assigned mm -hmm. to that. Um you know, that's seven, that's after seven years of really stepping into trusting God with this and then watching, and again, being inspired by Jim and Elizabeth Elliot's story, but mm -hmm. also watching the spiritual impact of what happens when you do lean into forgiveness. Two really quick stories. One of the, the so there's two, there's one who is the shooter, Larry Taylor, and then there's two accomplices, Jalen Watson and Deano Gordon. Um, Jalen Watson was sentenced first and he was the first person I read a statement to. And when I said the words, I forgive you, I've mm. chosen to forgive you, before that, before that moment, I was so nervous stepping up to read that statement. And it wasn't like a, like a human just, I'm, I'm anxious or nervous. It was like a spiritual darkness and oppression over me. I wasn't sure. As someone who speaks for a living, I wasn't sure yeah. I could get words out of my wow. mouth. I was so scared and shaking to walk up. And it was like there was some kind of power lording him. I couldn't look Jalen in the eye. Mm. I was struggling with this. And I get up and I'm like, Lord, you've just got to give me strength. I know you're telling me to do this. And I get up and I, and I, and I re start to read the statement and immediately it was like this infusion of power. Mm -hmm. I've never felt something so drastically shifting in my spirit. And then, I, then we all felt it in the room too. It was wild. Whoa. And I and, and at one point as I'm reading my statement, I said, I said, Jalen, I have chosen to forgive you. And and he like he drops his head. I said, Jalen, look me in the eye right now. You talk about a total difference of like, at first I'm like, I can't look him in the eye. And then, then I'm like, no, you look me in the eye right now. Because as I stepped into that Jesus way of things, mm -hmm. now the Holy Spirit's power took over and that didn't have power over, over me mm -hmm. anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. What this what had happened. So so when I said that. He slumps in his chair. He pulls his, his orange jumpsuit up over his, uh, his face, and he begins to weep. Wow. And that showed me right there that when we begin to step into these just radical upside-down things, that something breaks in the spiritual, right? So then you fast forward. Deano Gordon, the other accomplices, um, his sentencing. I read a statement saying the same thing to him. Each one of the perpetrators have an opportunity to get up and say whatever they want to to anybody there. They can say something to the judge and ask for a lighter sentencing or whatever, plead for something. They can say something to their family who's represented. They can say some, something to the victims who are represented there. Diano decides to pass up saying anything to the judge to plead for himself, decides to pass up any of his family right there saying anything, you know, I love you. I know I'm going away for a while. He looks directly at me 
and he couldn't compose himself for two and a half minutes. Mm. He starts weeping. And he is, of all three of the guys, the scariest looking one, right? Like just tats all over, like gold teeth, just like dread. I mean, just super intimidating looking. And, and he's just weeping. And he goes, he essentially says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He said, I know when, when you look at me, what you see is not who I am on the inside. Mm. And I would, I know I could have prevented this from happening. Mm. And I didn't. And I'll never be able to live with myself. And I am so sorry. I can't see how in the world you can stand up there and say, I forgive you. I would hate me if I were you. Wow. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he just kept saying it over and over and over and over. In that moment, the Lord said, you're visiting him in prison. <laughs> wow. And I said, I, I don't know if I can do that, God. And he pointed me back to, remember that? When you didn't think you could do it with Jalen right there? Remember what broke in the spiritual? Remember what happened? Remember that shift that you felt right there? That's what's going to happen when you go visit him. That's what's going to happen. Now, I didn't feel that with Larry. I don't feel called to go visit Larry. Mm. Larry seems to have a very seared conscience, mm. extremely seared conscience. And we all felt, I mean, we're like, man, there he is, he, you know, Scripture talks about turning over to an irreparable mind. I'm not saying I've lost hope with Larry Taylor, but it is very slim and grim in terms of my hope for him to find restoration. Just from what I kind of encountered from him in, in the courtroom. But the other two, um, I actually am desiring and hopeful for restoration mm -hmm. in their life. And, and that's, a, that's a journey. God has brought you yeah, on a journey a to get to this, journey this right point, now. Yeah. right? To, right. to have those even... Um, desires and feelings, yeah. that they come into a right relationship with Jesus will be with right. him forever and eternity. But God will shift those things for you, right? Like I, mm -hmm. like I described with Jalen, like you don't think you can do it. You don't think you want to do it. But when you walk in accordance with God's word and in accordance with his spirit, he transforms your heart. He starts mm -hmm. making you feel things and sense things and desire things that are not of you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here, bro. Yeah. It's been an incredible three days. You can go back on these podcasts and re-watch re them. I got a feeling, Eddie, we're going to be re-watching multiple times. I agree. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I want to just go back and revisit last night because when you see students from IWU, Christian campus, and sometimes we make assumptions that mm -hmm. everybody's a Christian. We know that's yeah. not the case. But you're bold enough to um, provide an invitation if you want to put your complete faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone. Yeah. Come forward. Yeah. And that's a bold step in front of your peers at really a Christian is. university yep. to say, I am not in a right relationship with God and I want to be. Yeah. And to watch 50, 75, 100, whatever it was, students yep. come forward. That's, that was to, crazy. To, to ask for forgiveness from the Lord of forgiveness. The entire front of that chapel's filled. Yeah. yeah. Up the aisles. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the right. Lord. I, did, I expected God to do big things last night. I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That superseded all my expectations. Yeah. Praise God. Well, and Scripture tells us that we are to, you know, as Paul says, we are to preach the gospel yeah. fearlessly. That's right. That's right. Pray, pray for me yeah. as I strive to preach the gospel fearlessly yeah. as I should. Yep. And so, Davey, as you close it out tonight, yeah. may you continue to preach the gospel boldly yeah, and fearlessly you. as you should. And may the thank Holy you. Spirit be upon you. Mm. Now, can we end, but can we include him in the boom? Yeah. 
We tried last time. You missed it. <laughs> I missed I it. Totally I totally fumbled it. the boom. It's, it's okay. All right, let's try it it's this time. Wait, days, what though. am I supposed to say? That's the biggest thing. I don't <laughs> just know. Just boom. Just, just boom. Oh, okay, okay. Boom. Boom. And boom. We would like to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Western University for allowing us to use their podcast studio and their facilities. We also want to thank the Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Once again, thank you for listening to a couple of old guys talking about ministry principles. We have over 70 years of ministry experience, and we'll see you next week.